back in back in effect. We back in the building, back on the mics. You dig? Yes, sir. On this edition of uh, what's in Austin's cup? Oh, this is a, this is a, this is a, yeah. spin, this is a spinoff of a the hit show. <laughs> Guess what's in Wes's cup? Uh, what's up with that? Um, yes. In this edition of what's in Austin's cup, um, I have something that is extremely exclusive. Okay. Uh, a little bit elusive, hard to find on these streets. Boone's Farm. What? Boone's Farm. No, actually, Mad Dog 2020. You are incorrect. Like that ass? No, hell no, no nigga. No, no, <laughs> I was just, gonna say the first, the first time I ever like drank as like a high school like high school person was I drank a me and my homie his brother <laughs> bought us a bottle of Mad Dog. That's disgusting. We sat in we draw. <laughs> We sat and uh, drank it and fell asleep watching Tron Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> Wild times, man, indeed. Man, nigga, you was washed before wash was even a thing, oh, bro. I've, I've been that. You know what I'm saying I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. But uh, what is in your I what, what is in your cup? Nah, man, man nigga, nigga, sipping on that. Uh, sipping on that. Uh, what what the fuck's the name of that concert? The Loud Fest, the, the Columbus Vibe Show. What was it called? When we went to? <laughs> yeah. It just beats me. Yeah. I know my nigga Kid Quill is somewhere out Ooh, in these streets right now. Talking. He's out here. Uh, but, he's, he's, he's sitting at home pissed. He can't rock the streets <laughs> like, like he wants to, like he did before. Uh, but nah, sipping on that uh, the sponsor um, of the last Columbus trip, Crown Peach. Um, oh, boy. Got this bitch through the plug of a plug of a plug, and it is just as sensational as it was when I threw up on the Uber last year. I, st- I still haven't seen it around these parts, which is wild. Well, nigga, uh, you you live in a three county state, Not, so I don't see what the the correlation is. But um, also because I visit some very very subpar liquor stores, um, selection's not great. But Crown Peach is a tremendous drink. Tremendous. Uh, for a less than tremendous individual, which will lead to a tremendous episode of Beware the Elves. We're back. Uh, thank you for the lead in, my nigga. We are here, um, still quarantined up. Actually, not even really quarantined. Everything opened in Ohio today. So, shit. Prematurely go ahead and um, say uh, rest in peace to Austin and the rest of the <laughs> state of Ohio because you niggas are wilding to the highest uh, degree. Yeah, man, it was, I mean, it's it's wild because, you know, uh, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine was being praised as one of the governors who kind of really took this shit seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Ohio was, you know, one of the leaders in flattening the curve. Um, but I, to the point where shit niggas was talking about DeWine, you know, necess- uh, or uh, possibly having a, a Senate run, you know, next term. But uh, things have changed quite quickly. They have gotten very dark. Very fast. Uh, we went from, I believe it was th- not even two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, um, our stay-at-home order or whatever, stay-safe order was extended through, supposed to get through the end of May. We were supposed to have a soft reopening starting with, literally just starting with like manufacturing and um, like office jobs of people that needed to be in office and shit. Mm-hmm. No retail, no restaurants, no nothing. Nigga, within four days, we went from supposed, supposedly supposed to be home until the end of May to, A, the restaurants opening a week for patio and a week and a half 
for inside. And the retail store is open in four days. That is insanity, my nigga. Uh, it is. And it's not smart. And you know, I understand Ohio's economy is hurting just like everybody else's. And I'm very blessed, you know, to have still been working throughout this pandemic. And I know, you know, more people than not who aren't working, um, you know, who have had to struggle, you know, who are on unemployment in record numbers and all of that stuff. And, and it's tough. So I understand the need to uh, stim add some stimuli to the economy. However, nigga, we going to die. Oh, absolutely. Like, absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I, I shit. We in the first five minutes, we ain't even, uh, you know, dropped all the, the intro information yet, but that's where the fuck we at with this Rona, man. Like, I don't know. I feel like even if it was another month, bro, like even if we, if we held out till, I don't know, in the, in the, in the June, even middle of June, maybe, you know, but like we starting to see in other countries across the world, which are, uh, have started easing their restrictions, their cases going back up again. Mm-hmm. And we never even really officially closed all the way, the way they did. Exactly. So it's, uh, it's, uh, it's going to be tough for a while. I was reading something earlier that said like kind of the effects and kind of coronavirus itself could kind of linger and be around for years, years to come. Um, just based on the lack of, um, people, um, social distancing and, and practicing kind of safe behaviors and whatnot, but to see not just Ohio, but other States kind of open up everything, um, is scary. Uh, yeah. cause we're, we're not anywhere close to being through with this. We don't know all the information and just the callousness of some people, just the, the being super zealous to get back in the mix and to do shit is, uh, Oh, l- listen, we're we going to talk about the motherfuckers later on, on L yeah, of the week. Yeah. Um, don't, <laughs> you know, don't, don't think that, uh, they about to be immune to these shots. Actually, they ain't immune to shit. Actually, yeah, don't but immunities. Um, you know, it's, you know, and we said on our last pod that, you know, one of the big reasons why, you know, we're doing this shit right now is because we want to be able to provide an escape from everything that's going on. But unfortunately, um, this is something that you can't fully escape and it's going to be a long time. It's going to be some years before it's, it's completely eradicated. Um, and then, you know, you got the whole, you know, population control and anti-vaxxers and whatnot. And listen, I ain't no full conspiracy theorist, but as Wes knows, who's been watching hella conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. <laughs> shit on Netflix all day, um, there's a lot of truth to a lot of conspiracy theories. I, you know, you can't, we can't exactly with all certainty say which ones is 100% truthful and which ones ain't. Some of these hoes is real. However, man, if there's a vaccine, you gotta take that shit. Like, period. Yeah, I don't. And, <laughs> I don't. And, 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 and like, and like, also, like, do you really think your employer gonna let you back at work without taking the vaccine? You think you 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 gonna walk in that bitch unvaccinated like you ain't got the measles, mumps, and rubella shot in kindergarten? Nah, bro. I say that 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 that's crazy to me. But um, we're gonna see. It's gonna be very interesting. It's been interesting these past couple months. And it's gonna be continue to be interesting for quite some time. Seeing kind of everything. Like on this side, we're still closed pretty much for the most part. Um, but I did uh was able to have barbershops and things like that open. So I was able to get a haircut for the first time in two months. And, oh, um, lucky you. Oh, man, when I when I walked in uh, and felt that buzz of the clipper on the back of my neck, man. Oh, brother, you talk about. That was one of them feelings, you know what I'm talking about. That was one of them times. 
Man, I'm definitely uh hopefully hopefully I um you know get myself back in chair real soon. Shout out to you gonna be you'll be right there. I saw you uh, protesting on uh, Instagram <laughs> last week. Hell no, man. Look, shout out to good friend of the pod, uh, and uh Ace Barber, uh nigga DJ. But um yeah, man, it's um we literally living in a fucking simulation right now. Um, but, um, you know, we can't ignore what's going on. We do have to acknowledge it. We do have to stay vigilant and protect ourselves as much as possible. Sure. Um, but also, you know, one thing we got to understand is too, like, even though life is paused, it, it still goes on. Um, life still continues in a lot of ways. And we here on Beware the Ills are here with you to discuss some of the various ways that life is continuing to unfold throughout a pandemic, specifically in the department of niggas taking losses. So, um, without further ado, I am your esteemed host, Uptown Ace Boogie. Um, you know, some people in the streets, you know, know me as Austin Moore. Wah. Um, <laughs> uh, but you can follow me on the socials at Uptown Ace Boogie, and uh, on the other side, my steam co-host Wesley Wesley from the Dirty D. Yes, sir. Not Dallas. No, mm. not the one that, mm. that reps the Dirty D, Dirt and Whiskey, Tony Romo. Mm. No, no Duro uh, on this side, brother. This is, uh... <laughs> ain't no Duro. Ain't no Tum Tum. Ain't mm. none of that shit. No Caprice Classic around these parts, brother. <laughs> it's uh, Wes. Uh, ain't that Wes on all the socials. Uh, make sure you're following Beware the L's on Twitter as well. Mm-hmm. Um, get uh, easy access. Um, no chastity belt to when we drop the podcast and tweet out yeah. things of that nature, topics and whatnot. Um, uh, yeah. And we will definitely um, be doing some consolidating in the very near future. Um, it's time to, uh, leave the old platform behind and move on up, move on up to bigger and better teams. Um, so we'll be doing some consolidating, you know, make it, uh, make this a lot easier for you to access, um, make it a lot more accessible. Um, you know, a lot easier for you to get to it, download it, view it, share it, all that other shit. Uh, we want to make sure that, uh, y'all niggas is getting y'all L's, um, in every format. Um, and as always like, share, subscribe, retweet. Tell a friend, tell a friend. Um, put us over. Get our name out there, nigga. Mm-hmm. Like we have no shame. Keep saying this shit. Like no. if we need if we need to make an OnlyFans in order to get the in, you know, to get this shit popping, popping. I mean, I'm it is what it if, is. If say the way. Hopefully, uh on this uh the switch can kinda help us out. But if not, I am definitely ready to go ahead and uh, take a pick with a mic covering my mic. Um <laughs> try and get that <laughs> trying to get our name out there. So uh, it's um, up to you guys. I know quite a few people uh, with OnlyFans, males and females. So, very inclusive. Um, yeah, so very inclusive. And uh, speaking of the OnlyFans, man, throughout the course of the pandemic, OnlyFans been, um, you know, honestly, Exploding. ain't nobody moving. And listen, ain't nobody moving units, but uh, M OnlyFans, M- Jeff Bezos, and us. <laughs> Bezos That's and it. <laughs> I mean, if I if I could go back in time and, and kind of invest in a, in, in that website. Uh, I'd be Jeff Bezos at this point because the yes. OnlyFans was around prior to the pandemic, but but now with people stuck in the houses, um, some people um, not really generating income or working. This is a, an easy way for you to go ahead and uh, get income for take advantage of horny niggas. I say any any type of content you want to put out. Let's just it's not just for the uh, the sexy pictures and the nudes. 
Um, but that's mainly what it is used for. But that's a good way to kind of generate some money, and people are taking advantage of that uh, to the fullest. Yeah, and you know, honestly, you know, as on the world's most um, inclusive and sex posy podcast, yes, we understand that there are a ton of podcasts with you know a diverse range of hosts who you know talk about different sex topics that are actually hosted by sex workers. But you have to understand that does not make them more sex posy than we are. No, like that's that's cat. We are, that's all we are consumers. <laughs> so we come at it with a whole different angle whole different spiel and we can kind of get in there in ways that the uh other podcast hosts can't whole different perspective as tube veterans um i i might have changed my twitter name to tube vet boogie oh man uh, <laughs> i am i am in the uh filth hall of fame pretty much i'm going in this fall me me and kg are going in the, the filth hall of fame no, oh, don't forget Ray Allen. Ray oh, Allen, that bitch of too. course, Ray. Is no, that, that guy's ridiculous. Back but um, you know, as as a very uh, you know, all jokes aside, a very sex positive podcast. Listen, man, you know it's it's a lot of it's a lot of OnlyFans slander. It's it's a lot of whatever. And hey, you know, if you choose to ignore her OnlyFans the way she ignored your mixtape link, that's on you, King. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but all in all, man. It, it's a hell of a hustle and a lot of that shit really just got to do with you know how confident are you you know where where do you stand on your brand you know where do you stand you know as as in terms of using your talents whatever those specific talents may be to generate much needed income and listen women is getting paid right now and you know what shit they deserve it yeah. shit if, 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 if that's something you want to do and you feel comfortable doing by all means go out and get a dollar I will never discredit anybody <laughs> In their attempts to, no. well, not, I will discredit you if you're doing some fuck shit. But in, th- <laughs> in this case, this is a completely nah, legal, fine way to go get your bread. If you want to go get your bread like that, by all means, do what you, you need know, to do. Cause, yeah, because one, um, you know, one one specific issue that, you know, comes with a lot of these tube sites um, is that, you know, people are not, they don't get paid for a lot of those clips. A lot of a lot of that shit is taken, you know, is used without. It's like it's like LimeWire, you know, that shit is taken without their permission. It's uploaded to all these different random sites and whatnot, and they don't get, you know, they may get that initial that signing bonus, that advance, like at a record label. They may get that initial fee for doing the movie, but a lot of times, it's you know, it's the the, the sites that are profiting off of that shit going forward, and they don't get that residual income. They don't get those royalties that it gets for being uploaded to 60 different porn sites and OnlyFans, um is a method for you to control your content and any listen listen nigga sex is art any art any art form any platform any medium the artist deserves the opportunity to control their content and benefit from whatever buzz or whatever money that that content creates and that includes sex workers um and this is now you'll go ahead say, and this is a way to kind of cut that the, the tube sites out and this is a way where, where people can go strictly from themselves directly to the consumer um to generate profits and to determine how much income they want to receive because it, it's completely based on you and what what you're willing to charge and what your consumers willing to pay so this is a just just cutting out a whole extra step um and getting more money to the creators, which is, I think is pretty dope. 
Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, um, the thing about the shit is like, um, you you know, in 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 cutting out that middleman, um, like I said, you kind of you kind of again kind of take control and kind of and kind of repurpose, um, you know, all, all all of these clips, and and it's essentially taking taking the power back, um. You know, which again, in 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 any art form, it's a beautiful thing. But within shifts in the way, whenever there's a shift in the way that we consume any type of media, there's always going to be a lot of members of the old guards. Always going to be hella old heads who can't get past the old way of doing things. And you know, it's just like you know, I still got grandparents that you know they before vinyls came back, they were still listening to vinyls. After we had tapes, after we had CDs, after we had iPods, they were still listening to vinyl. And um, when it comes to porn consumption, it ain't a lot different. Like it's it's gonna it's very you know I think this is a very this is a great step in um, you know monetizing the content that these sex workers make for themselves. However. It's going to be difficult to tell a nigga, for example, somebody our age, it's going to be difficult to tell a woman or male in their, you know, mid to upper 20s to now you have to pay for porn now. You know what I'm saying? And that's what's going to stop, I think, prevent this from catching on at least anytime soon. And then even in the next five, 10 years, it's, it's going to prevent it from becoming the main uh, method of consumption because, you know, it's just again, it's like downloading music. When you have all this music, this free music at your disposal, how you gonna tell somebody to pay for it now after they've been doing it one way their whole lives? Yeah, that's a, that's a good po- so, that's a good point. Like, no, it's not. I don't think there's it, there'll ever be a time where it's the kind of number one provider of that type of material because mm-hmm. too much too much free available. Um, niggas, uh, both white, black, uh, and all of all races are cheap generally. Um. So you'll have kind of your niche market who was willing to, to kind of pay for that content. We'll go ahead and do so. Um, and I think it will continue to grow as, as we kind of progress and, and move forward. But as a, as a whole, no, I think that though it is a, is a great concept, it's not going to be able to just replace the free that we've been getting and what we've been used to. And we'll, we'll continue what I will continue to use. Cause I ain't, I ain't doing all. I ain't doing all that. So. And, and yeah. And I mean, and the thing is you can't, blame anyone you know who decides to continue doing it the old way um it's just you know it's tough because again you want to you want to support people because again you know you know people you know have a tendency to demean sex workers obviously it's a lot of men men on you know social media right now we were you know demeaning any woman that has OnlyFans link um you know in her bio but however they are real fucking people just like Anybody else for one and for two, they can charge forty dollars because horny niggas like you are paying for it. Yeah, there, there would That's there wouldn't it. be a market for it if there wasn't a market for it. That's what I'm saying. It, it's a market, and, and it's a market all around. And honestly, you know, it's uh, it, it's funny because you know, women, regular women, and when I say regular, I mean you know, not attractiveness wise. I mean regular as in just like you know, regular everyday people, not Tahiris and. Erica Menes and whatnot. I think I said dubs without saying dubs. That's- <laughs> no, I mean, they have the ability to charge anything they want 
for their OnlyFans because niggas, as much as niggas talk shit about, oh, I never do this or I never do that, it is still more than enough niggas that is purchasing that shit at that price point for them to be able to support themselves. Um, And the funny thing is, it don't work the same the other way. Women don't buy dick pics. Why the fuck would they do that? There's literally no need. Like somebody you know and say, how, <laughs> how many dick pics have you received in the past six months? <laughs> free. <laughs> women, listen, women ain't copping dick pics and stroke vids and milking videos well, and all this other and all this other wild shit. Alright? So Some the thing about it is, um, there are, still, don't get it twisted. <laughs> some, some no, 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 that don't mean, that don't, no, that don't mean that they not freaks. They just never have to pay for well, it ever. There are some creeps out there. Let's not, let's not, <laughs> but, um, it, it, it's, it's, and then like, you know, it, it's guys, you know, it, it's, 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 it's heterosexual dudes out here making OnlyFans too, but they problem is, um, and, and, you know, to keep it a whole being, the problem is still kind of catering to the hetero cis hetero woman market where the only people that's buying dick pics is gay niggas so you might have to adjust your clientele or be willing if that's what you really trying to do if you really trying to commit to this OnlyFans life you might have to be willing to adjust your clientele again that don't change your sexuality at all all that shit means is if you gonna do the shit, you gotta fucking do it. You gotta know your audience and you gotta know your market. And that, However, now too is like, what are you willing to do to kind of get this bread? Exactly, exactly. So, um, and, and I just I think like I think all of this, um, you know, all this hoopla and everything that's going on is really interesting because it again proves how ignorant uh, <laughs> men really are when it comes to sex matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Every fucking time, and uh, you know, shout out definitely big shout out to um, shout out to the lady, shout out to Chloe. Hey, hey, girl, how you doing? Um, for providing me with a lot of this, uh, a lot of these statistics, and a lot of this this background information on uh, you know, on OnlyFans and how like the sex industry is being affected by the pandemic. I appreciate your help, Tremendous big help. time on that shout shit. Shout out to Chloe for sure. Um, so. With all that being said, um, there have been quite a few women who have started OnlyFans, and a lot of they niggas weren't happy about it. Um, you can say that. And one relationship in particular that we saw explode like the mega powers, like Hulk Hogan and uh, Randy Savage at WrestleMania 5. Ooh, Hulk Hogan, um, ooh. <laughs> um, is uh, two, actually two of our favorite IG comedians, uh, Tut Weezy and K More the Goat, um, two niggas that we have been following for a long time. We've been fucking with for a long time. Yep. Um, they are roommates, and K More has had a girlfriend um, that made an OnlyFans against her against his knowledge. Now, again, she should she be honest about it. Absolutely. If you are in a relationship, that's not something you can just do and then just have the other person find out about it later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is like the level of honesty that you guys have kind of set forth in your relationship. Yeah. So, you know, was she um was she right in that regard? Absolutely not. She was wrong for that shit. 
However, was he right to bar her from making the OnlyFans when she doesn't have any other income and he's not going to support her? He, no. Uh, what the fuck can he say? He, you know what I'm saying? Knew she had a source of income. If she wanted to start OnlyFans, and he's, he's not at any liberty to say, no, you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. So now the only reason we know about this inner turmoil is because Toweezy decided to record that shit and post it on Twitter for a couple laughs. A little clout chasing. We talked um, about this so many times about the clout. <laughs> the clout will get, the clout monster. Get all fucked up out here, man. And it's it's so wild to me because Tut never came off like a nigga, like a corny nigga like that. He's never. He's always had really popular videos. You know, he's been. Um, I feel like he's made a couple of like small appearances on Wild and Out and shit. Like he's, yeah, he's around. He's he, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's 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 booked and busy. So. To air out, you know, your best friends, you know, dirty laundry like that, post that shit on social media for everybody to, to see and then have the audacity to be surprised when it blows up like that and then get mad at the nigga when he don't talk to you for a couple of days. Yeah. That ain't real solid, my G. Yeah, that's that's a complete violation of, of trust and something yeah, yeah. you kind of set out as, as boys. Um, and like what he was saying, like in his apology video that he put out, he was talking about, hey, I they argue a lot and I like to record them and then show it to them um, after they've done to kind of show how dumb their argument could be. Uh, I don't know why this was any different, why this time had to get posted. Um, Cause that seems just completely out of pocket. That, there's no reason for you to kind of record that in the first place as their business. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of invite you in, but I felt it was extremely unnecessary for my dog Tut. Um, and it makes sense why, why K Moore is upset with him and he deserves um, to be upset and, and kind of work through this in his own way, but he's not really obligated to, to kind of forgive Todd when he's ready. Uh, absolutely. Um, and, you know, it's it's just, I it, once again, it's just like the shit, I, it, not only do I not understand the concept of, of recording that shit, but I also don't understand the concept of then taking the apology to social media because, again, it's, 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 it's very cloudy. You know, you getting you getting views off this shit. You getting engagements off of this shit, and it don't seem genuine. So you definitely can't blame, you know, uh, K. Moore at all for, for handling the situation the way he handled it. You know, he got turmoil with his girl, and then got to deal with the fact that his supposed homie is putting this shit out there for the world to see. Um, extremely you, unfortunate. Yeah, that shit is... That shit, unnecessary. That, yeah, that that shit really, that shit really, 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 it's just the shit not G, man. Um, and it's uh, it's you know, again, as much as we have fucked with uh with Tut in the past, it, it's it's hard, man, to overlook this generation's like extreme thirst for clout. Um, yeah, and the crazy, and like, this nigga, I don't, I don't know how old he is, but he, I would assume he's somewhere around our age. Yeah, yeah, he he can't be too far yeah, behind. It's just the kind of this behavior is just like why. That's a lot of questions I see. That's the question I have for a lot of the shit I see. Just why? Mm, what do you? Yeah. For what? Um. So you know, it, it's 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 you know that shit is definitely it's fraud on a couple of different levels. Um. But yeah, before we kind of move on, I do want to say. Mm. Also, if uh, my girl, I'm single at, at the moment, but if I have a girl and want to start OnlyFans, by all means, let me be your manager. <laughs> I, 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 there... I would prefer you don't show like the nips and the choach. But 
if you're willing to just take just other pitches like that, I'm taking all your pitches. We're doing your light and sweet. I'm about to get you a makeup artist. We're getting this bread because the more money you make, the less shit I got to pay See, listen, man, you, you get it. All right? Amen. You get it. Amen. You get it, nigga. Um, <laughs> take me to Chili's for the two for 20. Man, it's just, man, man listen, shout, shout out to, shout out to OF West. Um, getting this getting this bread during the quarantine by any means necessary. So, you know, th- that situation is, is very unfortunate. Uh, hopefully, hopefully they, you know, get all that shit worked out. And I mean more from the perspective of K Moore and his girl more than K Moore and Tuck. Cause I, if he ain't, if he ain't never fuck with that nigga again, I wouldn't blame him. But, um, you know, that shit, you know, just, just, you know, that, that, that undercover shit, you know, that shit ain't G. And it's just like, I, you know, I've lived in a house or lived in an apartment or lived in a house with, you know, multiple male roommates, you know, uh, specifically uh, Bobby and Dirty James. Uh, shout out to the OG um, and shout out to the ball, man. And there have been a lot of funny situations in which we have recorded each other because that shit was funny as hell. But that shit never, that shit never leaves the sanctity of your group chat. That's it. That's where the fuck it stops. Yep. Period. Um, and if any one of them niggas ever you know decided to leak something random and wild on social media just to get a couple retweets then i know that there ain't no niggas that got my back there ain't no niggas that got my best interest and we ain't fucking with that shit but um speaking of other niggas who are not keeping the g right now takashi's free everybody Yay, rave, wave your rainbow emojis. Man, um, when you texted me the, the second he uh, hopped on IG Live with your excitement, I've never seen you that excited in my life. Oh, get the, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. This was crazy. <laughs> never, bro. Uh, just so y'all know, it, it, it was Wes who, who did that. Uh, it was the other way around. But, um, man, this Takashi situation is so... It's very nuanced and it's layered. Yeah. yeah right. It's, it's, it's um, not as straightforward kind of as it seems. Nah. So first and foremost, let's get this shit out the way right now. We are black niggas. Uh, black niggas. Redundant, mm. but true. Yes. Um, <laughs> we are black niggas in uh, this uh, uh, 26 to 35 demographic. All right. We don't advocate or allow or be accomplices to or have bonds or connections or friendships with snitches. All right, period. That's, that's it. Correct. That's get that out the way now. However, in Takashi's case, I feel like there are a lot of old heads who are vilifying him based off of a street code that no longer exists. And am I saying that it's right that this street code don't exist no more? Absolutely not. You need a G code in any situation, in any walk of life. You need that shit. There's got to be, even in the most lawless places, there has to be some type of order. Omar, Omar on the wire. Um, you know, whole, you know, no business on Sundays, mm-hmm. no dope on Sundays type shit. Um, and he got violated bad mm-hmm. on that. Um, but the thing you gotta understand about these young dudes, man, this again, this young generation of clout chasers, they don't give a fuck about no snitch, nigga. They could care less. They don't. Un- they don't un- listen. They didn't live through the crack era. They weren't here 
you know, as Cameron would say, they wasn't there. They wasn't there when, when, when all this wild shit was going on and the only thing you had was your balls and your word. Fucking roaches. Like it's, it's, it's crazy that all they care about is, is content, whether you're providing uh, enjoyable, creative content. That's all all the focus is, all the the backstory and kind of stuff that we of our generation and older kind of kind of look forward to. And, and the people we look up to and the people we listen to, the people we watch on TV and everything, they don't care about any of that. And it's, it's, it's crazy to see uh, the shift because um, to imagine a rapper uh, doing this. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, unheard of. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, again, you know, it's, it, it's, it's hard to, um, it's just like that YouTube video with them three little white kids sitting there talking about did Takashi violate the, the street code? Like, <laughs> that's... That, that, that was a fake, but uh, it was a, a yes, extremely it, well done fake. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. It's just like, we we in a different time and you, and, and, um, who said 50? 50 was the one who said it. 50 was like, yeah, niggas, these young niggas still gonna fuck with Takashi when he get out, as long as there's a bag available. And, you know, honestly, it's, um, you know, we, we in a generation where it's, it's, it's all clout. It's all about the bag. And as you can see, by 2.8 million people on his live at one time, Takashi still got the people with him. For for as many people to say they not with him, that they don't fuck with him, he still got a top three debut record and two point eight million people on his IG live. So again, as Saigon the Don once said, uh, for niggas to claim that all they fuck is bad bitches, who's getting all the ugly ones pregnant? I don't I don't I don't remember that from Entourage. <laughs> Come on, baby, featuring Jehovah. Uh, but it's the same concept for all the people who claim everybody swears to God up and down and they don't fuck with Takashi, but he had 2.8 million people on his live and a top three debut single only behind fucking, uh, Doja Cat and Nikki and Beyonce and Meg. All five black queens. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jesus, I was watching, uh, I think it was Jesus Mary said it on there or on the podcast, one of them. They were speaking kind of to, to, to the level of people, two two million people he had in his live, and that's crazy to see coming home. But um, Jesus was kind of alluding to it, being like, "Hey, people kind of interested at first to, to see the car wreck, but once you get past that, we'll kind of see if he still kind of has the the entire staying power that he had previously." Um, I, that's what I'm more interested in, is kind of seeing as we move forward what the numbers going to look like um, as he continues to to kind of put out music, put out content. See if they're kind of reaching these levels now is just the initial intrigue of dude coming home. Dude's a character. Um, mm-hmm. The all right, we truly don't care that he he snitched and we're we're riding with him moving forward. So that's that's what I'm I'm most interested in looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's fair, but um, you know, it's the thing about it is as well. And and again, let let's I want this to you know preface all this and make it perfectly clear. And and nobody, ain't no one on this pod riding with six nine. Um, and ain't nobody defending him either. We just providing this alternate perspective that I think a lot of people, um, you know, aren't really willing to acknowledge because again, because of our particular upbringing, but, um, you know, our very good, another good friend of the pod, B Sims, Francis fall. He said that he hates Takashi, hates everything about him because of what he's done to hip hop. 
and he don't want to hear none of this shit about any of his reasons or any, you know, he don't want to hear no excuses or none of that shit. That nigga is a cancer on the game and uh, he wants nothing good for him. And listen, I ain't, I ain't even mad at that take. However, Takashi is just a microcosm of where hip hop is. I think a lot of people blame him for hip hop's issues when in reality, he's just a culmination of it. You feel me? He's a culmination of a game that has been shifting towards bullshit for a long, long, long time. We didn't hear about Takashi to win. 2017? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Really, the game started getting real fucked up when we was in school. Honestly, I want to say like 2015-ish. The game started getting really fucked up. We started seeing a um, a huge rise in sh- shitty SoundCloud rappers, and we started seeing a huge rise in um, a lot of a lot of we've talked about it, a lot of short songs, a lot of songs that really had absolutely no substance in them whatsoever, and a, just a lot of bad music that's being proliferated by young kids with an ear for beats and and in access to a laptop and mic. Yes, the, yeah. That, that, we've talked about it on here a million times, but kind of the, oh, yeah, the, the, yeah. the SoundCloud rap is kind of the mm-hmm. start of the, and the game. It, it, like I said, that kind of started hitting in like 14, maybe early 15, and the game started going downhill really, 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 really fast to the point where it wasn't just that, you know, these new niggas was, was getting a lot of shine. It's the fact that, you know, the older, some of the older, more established artists were getting clowned for not adjusting to this new style. And like I said, Takashi is just a culmination of that. Um, so I don't blame him for everything. It's it's, it's same same issue uh, with like D4L and um, them franchise boys. You know, a lot of people blame them for where the game went from the you know like early mid two thousands. Where yeah, we had some great poppy hip hop music, but we also had a lot of that real hip hop hip hop that was still a part of the zeitgeist. And a lot of people blame them for shifting the zeitgeist away from real hip hop to uh, you niggas better make up make up a dance and get some radio play type what, shit. What an era! Uh, <laughs> that's another discussion, but yes. Yeah, but it, it it really it wasn't their fault. The game was already going that way. They just took advantage of an opportunity, and Six Nine has done the same thing. And when you still have that many people, particularly that many kids that is still fucking with you, um. You better go do it. And I think a lot of old niggas have come out looking very corny in this situation because of uh, of how they have tried to single-handedly gatekeep um, in a game that can't be gatekept no more. Uh, the first person I think about is Snoop, um, who <laughs> Takashi uh, sent some shots at himself not too long ago. Um, for Snoop supposedly being a snitch himself, uh, that's another story for another day. Uh, sips tea. Um, but the the other person who I think of the most here is Meek. Meek has been pissing me the fuck off. And the thing about it is, I know like you will never say anything negative about Meek, sure you know, won't. from Tri Tri County Meek. But the thing about it is, every time Meek rehabilitates his image after taking a PR hit. He then engages in some shit that makes him look mad corny. He does it often. And for someone who is as talented of an artist as it is, it 
it really bothers me and sometimes prevents me from even getting fully into his music when I know how fucking corny he be acting. The whole shit with Nicki Minaj and her uh her pedophile husband, that shit was corny as fuck. Hey man, the nigga wore bootcut jeans with Balenciagas. Meek was well within his rights to, to, to call that man out. And to, uh, uh, but again, the, the childish shit, and now right now, Meek got a newborn son, a couple weeks old, and this nigga spending all his time talking on social media talking about, I will personally see to it that rats like Takashi never see the light of day again. Like, nigga, you sound like a Dungeons and Dragons player. Like, get the fuck out of here. That shit is whack. Yeah, and yeah, I, I get I, even even me. I can kind of say that. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is not really the hill you need to die on. I, I see nah. where you're coming from. I get it. I'm with you. But this is the don't you know? Yeah. The, the more the more uh, attention you're giving him is the more relevant he's gonna stay in kind of the eyes of uh, of the culture and and, 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 fans. and that's yeah and, and and that's and that's exactly it. You know one. You talk about, he literally posted some shit talking about, I don't know how 2.8 million people can be on his live when when Dirk dropped the project. And who else dropped uh, last week? He was shouting out Dirk and Nav, nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He shouted out Dirk and Nav and, and, and whatever, whatever. And it's like, all right, nigga, so you think you're going to make this go away by talking about him more, by engaging with him more, by tweeting without adding him, um consistently for basically a span of two or so days like you talking about this nigga non-stop and why he's ruining the shit and xyz but again first of all first and foremost it is it, it's, it's he's he's a part of a generation that you can't extinguish first and foremost and second who the fuck died and made meek the gatekeeper of the culture listen i respect uh, a lot baby, of nigga <laughs> i respect a lot of shit that meek has done especially you know his work um, for prison reform and all of that good shit. But, however, like, bro, like, again, this ain't the hill for you to die on. Like, you got a new family to worry about. Um, you go get your bread. You make sure that everything that you do is solid before you worry about the rainbow nigga in the lace hair wig. Because I hate to say it, if that nigga can get locked up, can have his own gang, fuck his baby moms, kidnap him, try to kill him, try to kill his family, and that nigga still gets out and still makes all this money and still got all his clout, you can't defeat him. He is a super saiyan clout monster. Meek ain't got powers like that. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's not really his role to kind of, like you said, police the, this, this guy's coming back into the game, but um, if you want, he, he got his shit off. He, uh, said how he felt for a couple of days. Um, I guess he, I would assume he kind of saw the backlash to kind of what he was saying, but, um, probably not going to change his mind anyway, but he, I, I checked the, the timeline. He hasn't been tweeting about him in a while. His last couple of days have been clean. So, uh, hopefully he's moving forward and people who want to fuck with Takashi, do what you need to do. People who don't want to fuck with him, do what you need to do. Um, and everybody can kind of just move forward in that way. Um, absolutely. Um, so I don't know. That's kind of that. Um, you know, he's, he, he, we will see over time, you know, if, you know, what type of lasting power, you know, he really has, but I, you know, I hate to say it. I, I don't think he's going anywhere. And, you know, the big, uh, the big purple elephant in the room, um, again, ain't nobody advocating no type of snitching in no way, shape or form. No. However, um, you know, given the circumstances and, and, and given the situation for what it was, um, 
I don't know how many people who's condemning Takashi wouldn't have done the same thing. Yeah. And I'm just leaving it at I'm that. I've seen a lot of tweets saying niggas with nine to fives all of a sudden got the motherfucking street code on lockdown. <laughs> but yeah, it's very interesting to see. Um, so you know, that's um you know, that's a kind of uh Takashi has been kind of one of the the main players in um, you know, our quarantine soup over the last couple weeks. Um and somebody else, man, who uh who needs to be addressed as well. Um, who's making headlines for a lot of wrong reasons is a uh, Fousey badass. <sighs> let's let let's get this one out the way. Man, Boosie. Um, so we, I specifically have talked about Boosie, um, on this this show in the past because he seems uh very for someone who is as homophobic as he is, um, he seems obsessed with other niggas' dicks. Um, point blank, and um, he he looks like about he, cocaine. Yes, yes. So he, I mean, he 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 comes off as somebody who's not very secure in his sexuality, and um, I you know again on on a, a sex posy pod like we got here, um, that ain't that ain't something that we fucking with too tough. But he kind of took it an extra step, and this is something that he's alluded to in the past. But it it this particular incident is the one that picked up the most steam. Um, so basically he got on live, uh, as he's had some of the most memorable IG lives of all time, uh, for better or worse. And, um, he discussed, you know, his sons and his nephews and, uh, basically buying top for them, um, you know, around the age of 14, you know, like prime puberty age. And, you know, that's bad enough, um, but also, of course, when you realize you you kind of sit there and think about it, it's like, huh? Well, Boosie's forty some years old. He can't be buying top from, you know, from no underage girl. And you realize that he is paying grown women to fillet these children, and it's abuse. It's very illegal. Uh, yeah, yeah. First and foremost, you know, um, not saying that prostitution itself should be illegal because I absolutely don't believe that. But, um, yes, uh, any type of pedophilia, absolutely. And the thing is, it's like, we are so, and you see the comments under the videos and the, and the posts under there, we are so desensitized to black boy trauma when it comes to any type of sexual abuse that there were a lot of people who didn't see anything wrong with this, particularly men themselves. Mm-hmm. They just saw it as a rite of passage. Nah, this ain't a bar mitzvah. So yeah, this ain't this ain't having a glass of Manischewitz with pops at thirteen. This ain't that. Yeah, I, I, like I, I don't remember uh, Bob O'Connor telling us back in the motherland that the, uh, the tribe tribal mothers came and topped the young boys. That's just not something that that, that happened. Mm-hmm. Not something that ever really has happened. Not something that, that, that that's supposed to happen. And, and 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 he was firm. He stood his ground on it, and it was um the vast majority of people. You know, obviously, I say. I say a good sixty five percent of the of the population was was against him, but it was another thirty five that was riding with him pretty tough. And and the thing about it is, man, like, you know, we have a very big issue in in life in which you know, listen, we talk about sexual you know abuse and uh, of of different kinds all the time on this show, but specifically, man, a lot of times you know people act when it happens to males when they're male victims that it was the male's fault. 
you know, like, if you somehow, if a woman in any way takes advantage of you, like, you a bitch, or, like, you weak, or whatever, whatever, and, you know, that shit, obviously, it's, this is something that, that it overwhelmingly affects women, but it affects a lot of men, too, particularly a lot of boys, and, yep. you know, I know a lot of people personally, um, it's shit, we saw Wayne, Wayne talked about it, uh, having sex, was he 11, he said? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and, like, um, I, I know a lot of people, I know a lot of people, from, and I mean, not just the friends, family members, X, Y, Z, who had men who had sexual experiences way too young. I'm talking under the age of 10 that were abused by babysitters, friends of the family, you know, X, Y, Z, and they never felt like it was okay to come forward because men aren't allowed to speak on shit like this. And Boosie, you know, kind of proliferating and romanticizing the idea of a grown, grown woman, you know, performing any type of sexual act on a child is exactly what the fuck is wrong with a lot of the world. It's it's and a lot of a lot of men grow up very broken from this and are unable to not necessarily have productive lives, but to form meaningful relationships with women because of it. A lot, a lot of men grow up hating women because of this, which leads to a lot of the abuse and misogyny that we see all around. What are you going to say, Wes? I was going to just say just like that. Yeah, like it, it can, for some, it can kind of spark a cycle that leads to them kind of becoming abusers or or kind of leads them to have relationships that just uh, are, are negative. And it, it can just cause a whole bunch of trauma. Um, and it's like you said, it's just it's tough um, as men to kind of speak on it without being seen as a victim or oh this is kind of what you're supposed to do so for boozy to kind of normalize this and fetishize it like you were saying it's uh it's misleading um and it's fucked up for him to have his platform that he has and to be kind of talking this and spewing this kind of negativity and and just illegality illegalness of what's going on um as it's something that's popular and something that that uh he said he's gonna do and continue to do and that's why um Yes. Uh, so I don't know. Um, and it, 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 you know, it, it upsets me, um, you know, because again, you know, fortunately, um, I was someone who never experienced any of that, but you know, I, I can count on, you know, it'll take hands and feet to name the number of people, um, you know, boys, men, you know, who, who did go through that. And, um, I, I think to have someone just so ignorantly, you know, uh, again, standing, you know, thinking that he that he's standing in some type of, you know, solidarity or, or, or that, he, that he's really making some type of stance or he's really saying something profound, you know, by, you know, basically setting this abuse up. Um, it, 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 it angers, it angers you, um, you know, it, it angers you in, in a way that, you know, I think I don't feel typically towards entertainers that I, I'm, you know, pre- usually pretty good at just kind of blocking out and ignoring. And I think the biggest thing of this, you know, this whole situation is this 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 little piece of shit. This nigga stood on a soapbox, bro, and condemned the Wades. He condemned Zia Wade. He condemned Dwayne Wade and doubled down on it, tripled down on it. To make sure, make sure the whole world knew how much he did not believe 
And that girl being able to live out her true gender identity and acting like it was the worst thing that he's ever heard in life, yet he has scarred his sons and his nephews permanently in a way that can't be reversed. He's an actual criminal while all they have done is support their child. Yeah, that's something I saw. I happened to venture on Facebook. I did. I usually venture every once in a, once every couple of months. And I had saw somebody posted a uh, uh, status kind of condemning Boozy. And there was somebody, uh, a male in the comments talking about, well, well, I guess what he did is wrong too, but there's no, there's no need for D Wade to be supporting his kid like that or whatever. And just that kind of false equivalency that you see, um, especially amongst black men, black male supporters is wild. It's wild. We, we need to kind of expand our minds and kind of learn more uh, than what you kind of came up on. Mm-hmm. What we came up on is, is not necessarily the, the mindset of, of someone who, who's healthy and understands all the concepts and nuances of, of life and to see kind of the support and the kind of just, well, the what about is, is nonsense. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, um, I don't know. It's it's. I, I think out of all the infuriating things that you know I, we've seen lately, you know, w- when it comes to some of the wild stances that people in general take, I think this one is very much uh, near the top for me. And it, Boosie, just reminds me of one of those church people, man, who who will you know use the Bible to try to justify, um, you know, being anti LGBTQ. Or, you know, using hateful rhetoric or, you know, just being being hateful towards, you know, people of of, you know, different uh, sexualities and X, Y, Z, but will ignore the other five thousand and one different, um, you know, supposed codes that they are violating from the Bible and, 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 and the, the hypocritical way that they live their everyday lives. And that is what this situation reminds me of. So, um not going to spend forever on it, but it's something that needed to be addressed. Um, you know, men, you know, guys, y- you can be abused too, um, you know, by people you care about or, you know, be put in that position by people you care about and you have trauma too. Um, and you need to seek it as well. Um, yeah. you know, right now, right now specifically is a wonderful time for anybody and everybody to, uh, you know, seek, um, you know, mental health services to seek therapy. Um, it, it, it's even actually even a little bit more open right now um, during the pandemic period because of the fact that so many therapists are now virtual. Um, in order to receive virtual therapy services from um, a licensed therapist, all you have to do is live in the same state as them. So you can be in one of Delaware's three counties and they can be in the third of the three counties um, and they can still service you. So um, it's a wonderful chance, you know, to kind of right now just kind of deal with everything because life is, you know, compartmentalized in mass right now. And there are a lot of things that we don't understand. And there's a lot of things that we don't know how to approach or what to do. And that's just with living in general, not to mention the different issues and traumas and diagnosed conditions that you might have already. So, um, Please, everybody, not just men and boys, but everyone in general, 
please, if you have the access or the ability to seek, um, you know, any mental health services, please, please do it. Uh, even if you feel fine, maybe you just need some maintenance. Um, so very, very big advocate of that, but we're going to move forward, um, to something a little bit more fun. Um, so Meek is not a gatekeeper of the culture, but we are. Mm -hmm. Um, I say that, I say that very boldly and very proudly. It's right. And, um, you know, going forward, you know, we definitely have some new segments that we are going to unveil in the next couple of pods and things like this battles like this are the reason why we have the opportunity to do segments like that. Um, we've talked about them on the last pod. We went in depth in the Neo, uh, Jonte Austin battle and the shine Gary dream battle. And we have had a lot of great ones since then. Um, Babyface Teddy Riley <laughs> with all the memes coming out of that. Um, uh, Queen Erica Badu and Jill Scott, Queen which I think Jill was Scott as one. well. Um, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm, I apologize. Um, you know, that was probably the best one of all because it wasn't even really a battle. It was just a vibe. You feel me? Like it was just, it was just three hours of, of incense and Pinot Noir. Mm-hmm. Like incredible. I, um, the, I caught the lot. I missed the first half, but I caught the, the, the back half and it was incredible. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen some really good ones. Um, you know, I, Lil John T Pain, amazing as well. Had all of them so far. Um, but, um, we got one coming up tomorrow as we record this on Friday night, um, which is one that I think is, it ain't going to take the cake, man, but it's really going to take niggas back. And it is uh, Nelly Moe versus Dirty Luda. And it's Chris. How about I am? I am very excited for this one, y'all. I'm very excited because when I think about Luda and I think about Nelly, I think about a time where where I first really got into music, um, early, er, like early two thousands, you know, I, I've always heard shit, but you know, when I really first started listening to shit, you know, buying CDs, X, Y, Z. Um, and those were two of the people that were at the forefront of the game when it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, two niggas that were perennially topping the light skin power rankings back then. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's what? I didn't say anything. You said what? I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. I'm I'm sorry. I'm a little fried, y'all. Peach hitting. Um, but these two men were, you know, like were literally, you know, kind of at the forefront of, you know, uh, a revolution in hip hop. Um, and these were, you know, we kind of I just talked about a little bit earlier how hip hop shifted from being like quote unquote real hip hop to just being a lot more fun. Bush. Ugh. Thank you, sir. Um, and these were the two men that made it fun. Um, you know, Nelly moved a lot of units. Luda moved a lot of units. And I think the thing about this battle is getting me. I'm seeing a lot. I'm seeing a lot of Luda going to wash Nelly on social media. And I, that's absolutely not the case. That, that's that's that ain't the case. family vibe I've been seeing as well. As if Dirty didn't put an entire city on the region. Um, 
a city on the map, excuse me. I just, because I, I didn't, listening, I didn't know St. Louis is, is a musical city until Nelly came around. And, and boy, did he come. Yeah, up. facts. Oh, man, this, this is going to be a goodie. This, it should be a good one. Um, Luda's got uh, an absurd amount of hits. Nelly's got an absurd amount of hits. This is, like you said, is very sentimental to us. Um, yes. This is right there where we were getting cognizant of, of music and truly understanding what was going on. Um, in middle school, middle school was great times for us to, mm-hmm. to enjoy music. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we had the whole uh, Air Force One's debate, you know, which was a couple of weeks ago, um, talking about who popularized Air Force One's. And again, G- uh, just Gigi Hadid. The, <laughs> the culture, man. The culture is uh, the culture is built, you know, off of off of the backs of a, a lot of shit that that these two men did. Um, never knew that there was such a personal rivalry between them. Never had any idea nah, until this week. None whatsoever. Um, thank you, Ali. <laughs> thank you, Ali. Um, I, I I I would like to hear uh, some Ali and Big Gip in the bonus round, if possible. I know you're you're but, waiting on a Murph Durf versus I twenty. Oh my god. <laughs> um shout out to my aunt. Uh walked in her crib the other day. She had the Murph Lee going. Had the Murph Lee banging. That's um to walk into. <laughs> um but yeah, man, but the thing is, and I do think, you know, Luda, um, you know, like I, I think JR was the one that said he don't he don't think that Nelly versus Luda is a great matchup and it should have been like Nelly versus Ja. I think that would be another good one, but again, we not acted, we not about to act like Luda is just about to smack this nigga upside the head. Because while I think Luda will win based off of longevity, I think man, they gonna have thirteen or so rounds. That's just that's gonna be neck and neck. Um, yeah, the, the because, difference is gonna hmm. be uh, if Luda can get a bunch of his features off. Um, yeah, and I mean Nelly gonna have to get some of his off too. Yeah. Um, I you I know, but I was as deep as Luda's. On shit, that. nigga. Name name one Luda feature that that's uh that's on par with where the party at. Um, I I don't know. I'm I'm definitely team. I'm yeah. definitely nailing this. I've never. I was never a huge <laughs> Luda fan. Oh, I was. I was for sure. Um, and you know the thing is, you know, Nelly. Um, you know Nelly's prime was you know. 99 to like 05 ish and Luda and and Luda was 99 to really like 06 um 07 you know after release therapy so he got a whole maybe two additional albums on Nelly um you know full of full of shit you know because Nelly gonna give you your country grammar he gonna give you you know your um you know EI and you know and uh number one and all that shit in the Air Force Ones. And he gonna give you a Nellyville. He gonna give you a Pimp Juice. Who ready for that one. Um, all the shit. Man. Um, all, uh, yeah, right. All your, uh, your St. Lunatic shit, your batter ups, mm-hmm. yo, all of that. He gonna give you your, uh, your, number one. man, your sweatsuits, um, mm-hmm. grills, a uh, flap your wings. Um, mm-hmm. flap your wings is all time classic. Um, the Tim McGraw John. What's Luda gonna play uh when he plays that? Um that bar alone. <laughs> and see, but yeah, man, he's still um, you know, Luda gonna give you a word of mouth. 
Um, you know, he gonna give you your uh, back for the first time. He gonna give you chicken and beer, which is all time classic album. He gonna give you your, all your red light district shit. And then even after red light district, after the diamond in the back, sunroof top, digging in the scene with the gangster lean, after splash waterfalls, after all that shit, he's still gonna give you. You know some shit that I'm not too fond of, your money makers and whatnot. But he got he got plenty. The nigga got plenty. Police therapy because I forgot what was on there. I completely uh, grew up a screw. I was gonna say I completely forgot grew up a screw was Luda song. That was my shit. That's a, that's a, that was my shit. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I ain't got it. it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting. This is ones that, one of the ones that kind of I'm looking forward to more so than than some of the previous ones. Absolutely. Um, just because I just want to hear kind of what direction each of the guys goes in. Yeah, because, I mean, that's a good point, because they both, they got a lot of songs um, from a lot of different eras, and I think, um, you know, kind of like those uh, those Rory versus Maul or Rory versus Joe Budden battles, you know, where they uh, they represented a side, you know, either, uh, you know, Mixtape Wayne versus Mixtape Fab or um, G-Unit versus Dipset. No, G-Unit versus uh, Rockefeller. Rockefeller. It all depends on where you decide to go and you it's hard to win it. Like you got to do a lot to win the battle, but you can lose it very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, all it takes, you know, all it takes is one or two uh, misses in a row and you've lost all the momentum you previously built up or you kind of exactly. don't even start, to, don't even build momentum up. So it, As, especially when we start talking about artists themselves doing it, it's one thing to have these songwriter battles it's another thing to have these beat battles. It's another thing to have these hypothetical battles that Rory and them was having. When the artists themselves are playing their own songs, they can get real sentimental about shit. But they can get real sentimental about shit that maybe didn't hit to everybody else like that. Um, oh, Nelly or Luda may have songs that mean something to them specifically that the general public, you know, thought was cool. It may have been a mild hit, but it wasn't one of their best. Not in a battle of 20 songs. You if Luda plays uh, Child of the Night Georgia? with the uh, oh. with the Tina Marie sample, he might get the dub from your boy. That's fair. That's very I forgot fair. pimping. See, like not being not being a huge Luda fan, I completely forgot just the the, the sheer amount of hits Luda had. I forgot pimping all over the world was even a song. Yes. That has my favorite R and B singer in history on it. Bobby V waiting on a Bobby V battle. <laughs> um, who who was he supposed to face? They got canceled. Uh, Pleasure P. Yeah. Make it happen. Make it happen, niggas. Y'all ain't doing shit. Yeah, that, clearly, I say y'all, <laughs> y'all can do it right now. I'm about, I'm about to <laughs> slide in Bobby's DMs right now. Um, so definitely uh, one of the bigger uh, cultural events um, that's going to be taking place this weekend. But the other very large cultural event, because we haven't had too many during quarantine. Um, but the other one, that has kind of had everybody, you know, sitting on their hands every week in anticipation, uh, is The Last Dance. Um, <laughs> man, first of all, uh, greatest soundtrack in history of sports documentaries. Let's yeah. let's put it there they first. They haven't had a miss yet. Um, oh, wait, second to Sebastian Telfair Through the Fire. Um, you want to talk, talk docs? Like, you really want to <laughs> talk docs? <laughs> um... And I actually didn't catch, I didn't catch the last two episodes with Jordan's retirement and everything this past week, but um, all the ones leading up to it, man, I'm talking must-see TV. And the biggest takeaway from all this shit is Jordan was a dick. 
I I kind of coming off the other way. Like it, like we all knew Jordan was a dick, but I feel like he's 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 coming off not as bad as I anticipated Shit. he would look. That nigga looks awful. I don't know the fuck I, you talking I, about. If, like you 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 being a sports head, you know. You knew kind of what Jordan was going into this, and yeah, and I, me, right. I, it's just not as bad as like I thought we'd be seeing a lot worse, especially when he came up beforehand mm. talking about, uh, I don't know how, y'all gonna hate yeah, me. y'all gonna hate me after you see this. I'm not, this this hasn't swayed me. In- I, I mean, he's he still controlled everything that was in the doc, though. So yeah, he's he's gonna paint himself in the best picture. He's, this is it. So, so I so obviously we ain't you know hear Miro's theory about oh his dad getting clapped over a gambling debt. Oh man. That- so, that's a, that's a wild theory. It really is, but it may not be too far off. I don't think. Um, I think it might be uh, in the world. <laughs> my my dad is an A one conspiracy theorist, um, and he um, has always believed and has read a lot of stuff. Basically, saying that when Jordan retired, um, and like I said, I I didn't see these last two episodes, which discuss his retirement. Mm-hmm. When he retired, they talked about it being kind of more of a ban or a suspension than it was a self-imposed retirement and a ban or a suspension. Cause he pulled some Pete Rose shit and the nigga was gambling on basketball games, but they had to keep it under wraps. And you know what? I'm not going to say it's right, but it ain't the most wrong thing I ever heard. Yeah, they, they, they touched on that a lot. Um, in the, in the episodes you missed, um, mm. kind of like a lot of the, the, the local Chicago kind of sports writers kind of wrote a couple Oh, if he comes speaking to kind of that that topic, mm. it don't make no it it, uh, it don't really read to me, because uh, mm. even the hit he'll take for Mike betting on on the games, okay, that's a hit, but just completely remove him, especially you know how David Stern was trying to get to the money, David Stern of course go to this bitch in, globally, so for him yeah for him to kind of just willingly say hey I gotta sit my dog I gotta sit the best marketing chip we have down. Just because of just because he was I, see, see, but the thing, but the thing is, considering how big the Pete Rose shit was, literally the second biggest scandal in baseball history behind the Black Sox. Uh, that's wild I'm shit. Those Negroes in that. That's a. <laughs> um, but the thing is, you know, if anybody could keep some shit from getting out, it was David Stern. Mm-hmm. All right, yep. and let's. I'm just saying, hypothetically, if they did reach a point where he needed to be suspended. That means that this was not a first offense. That means that this should have been happening for a while. And maybe it just so happened to coincide with him maybe kind of wanting to make a career change. Yeah. All I'm saying is, it's not the most ridiculous shit I ever heard. I ain't saying whether it's right or wrong, but I am saying that, moral of the story, Jordan stinks as a person. <laughs> and and he may, he definitely got some jaundice going on and may have some serious medical problems. I, I would assume so, but he's got again. He's a rich man. He's got he can afford the best doctors in the world. And they, if they keep telling him drink, <laughs> True. drink that uh, scotch and smoke them cigars every week, <laughs> then, then he can do so at his lead. Um, yeah, I mean, and the thing is, you know, it's um, a lot of the things that we are seeing, um, for people that live through it, or for even people that were maybe you know three, four years older than us, none of this material is new. They knew about all this shit. They knew about Scottie Pippen and his awful contract, his Krusty Krab contract. Mm. They knew about, um, you know, Jordan, all his teammates hating him and, you know, punching Steve Kerr and uh, Horace Grant snitching and all this other type shit, all these different things. Even the Nike story about him not wanting to sign with Nike and his mom making him do it and 
all that other type stuff. It's not a lot of brand new the Isaiah the Isaiah shit, uh probably the biggest shit. It's not new, but to be able to, you know, even just go back through it and to relive, you know, in my opinion, the greatest dynasty in sports history. Um or in four major sports his modern sports history. Um it's it's wonderful. And especially to do it during a time where we don't have a lot of reasons, you know, we're not getting together. You know, we're not having functions. You know, we're not, there's not a lot of must-see TV. Um, you know, we're all just kind of trying to find our own way, our own lane to kind of manage um, getting through, you know, the most adverse thing that we ever have and ever will see in our lives. And to have any type of event, sports or non-sports related, that brings us back together, um, you know, in a way where, you know, for a couple hours, we can just sit down, um, you know, uh, grab your favorite brew um, or your favorite bottle of lick and just kind of enjoy, you know, the the magic. He may have been a large phallus, but he is, you know, un, inarguably to Madonna, one, of, but, um... <laughs> one, one, one of the top three athletes of all time any sport yeah it's uh this the whole communal effect is i think one of the best parts like you were saying this is a we haven't really had something this big um together to to watch it as, as a family on twitter and social media since probably thrones um yeah i'm yeah. saying like my mike every time the the an episode is on my entire timeline turns into turns into a watch party and i'm what i'm seeing people who i know aren't really sports fans tuning into this and commenting on us like my sister she don't give a fuck about no sports but she's i'm text we're texting kind of after each episode and she's telling me oh i didn't know this or oh this is interesting da, 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 da. and um it's it's something that, that we, we are, we're all doing together and, and learning not necessarily learning new things but kind of seeing the, the ins and outs and the behind the scenes of some of the, our the biggest moments that people older than us remember watching or we've or seeing behind the scenes and stuff we've gone back and watched and now we're seeing it in, in a deeper light and getting more context and nuance to everything um besides jordan being a being a alleged dick in your eyes what, mm. there's something like big that you learned or something that you find most interesting so far um man i think um actually let me answer, I, answer that for you mm, it's uh that you yes. are wrong about scotty pippen um, oh my god <laughs> listen um I, I will say that this pers- this this uh doc has slightly changed my perspective on scotty a little bit i went in guns ablaze and slandering the fuck out of this bama ass nigga and um i came out understanding that he was a pretty good player but he's still a super cut player yeah. He's still a super cuck. So listen, listen, listen. Hey, listen. he may, listen, listen. I still don't think he was top fifty. He That's may fine. have been. Listen, he may have been somewhere in the fifty-four to sixty-three range, though. One of these days, I want to hear. I want to hear your forty to fifty because I just want to see the 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 okay. disgusting people you throw ahead of. Bet, but um, oh, bet I oh, nigga, Dave the Busher and that motherfucker. Screw uh, up. <laughs> nigga pistol pete for his three years that he was in the league speaking of pistol peak real quick aside i was me and my dad mm. was watching uh one of the episodes of my dad and we got to talking mm. um and he was telling me like pistol pete like if he had to like build a team pistol pete mm. point guard 
I was like over over magic over Isaiah and all that. He's like, yeah, Pistol Pete was that. Uh, my uh, my dad's the same way. He said Pistol Pete was the coldest white dude he ever seen with a basketball in his life to this day, ever. Yeah, ever, yeah. E- everybody. I, I was shocked. I was like, I was like, you know, it was other point guards that was better than him, right? He's like, yeah, but that nigga could fucking score. It was verbatim, yo, that nigga could fucking score. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess part of the issue with Pistol Pete was that. Um, he had a game that nobody was ready for. Like that nigga literally was playing like an N1 street baller in the mid 60s. Like and he was he could shoot like he like if there was a three point line. Yeah. That's my day. If there was a yeah. three point line, nigga would average 40. <laughs> there, there was no um there was no three point line. Um a lot of a lot of coaches resented the fact that he was quote unquote a hot dog. And he played like the Negroes. Mm. And because of that, never really got a full fair shot in the league. My dad fully thinks that um, Pistol Pete was better than Jerry West, but just never had the same opportunity because he didn't conform in the same way that the logo did. Man, I ain't got no Jerry West slander. That's a legend in my. And listen, listen, you know, nigga, I was nowhere near there. So I, I can't speak on that shit at all. But with the whole playing like Negroes, that's the issue I have with Luka Doncic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this nigga Luca, I'm in well, I'm in year four of uh my my GM with the Knicks. This nigga got two MVPs. Two. That boy that's two of them things. Shout out to uh Trill Withers, Tyler I am. But he is a mm-hmm. he's on a on a campaign that uh because Luca was a ninety six. Yeah. Two uh, mm-hmm. K. And that that's just shocking to see kind of when you see like looking at Braun year two or looking at other great players mm-hmm. to be only four points away from being perfect. Um, mm-hmm. Let's double back to what we were talking about, the last dance. But yeah, so Scotty is, is a legend. Scotty is top 30 all time. Guy's a cut. Listen, for a nigga that's dropped nothing but heat for the past nine years, can you really blame her? Listen, what you're not going to do, which I, this, I think this just came out yesterday, you ain't going to use my bread to fly future around on a private jet. The nigga made March Madness. <laughs> uh, I mean, fair. So the nigga got March Madness money. That's all I'm saying. You not about to use my bread from my accounts. Listen, it's not to fly around on a private jet it's... with a nigga who shouted out all seven of his baby moms on Twitter. Shout out the future, man. Shout out all seven of his baby moms on Twitter. Well, to be fair, it's he's uh he's got a spade hand. It's right now it's six and impossible. <laughs> full confirmation on that last one. But um Um, you know what? Speaking of, speaking of, fuck it. New Fuch. He's dropped. Okay. Um right. we got about th- we got about three days um warning. Um I'm sorry, did you have any other final thoughts on the last dance before we move nope, on looking to looking forward to the last two episodes? Uh, hopefully they, they close it out per- perfectly. Very much so. Um, I, I truly, um, you know, I hope they have uh, a great conversation about how he pushed off on Brian Russell in the 98 finals. I, I, I would love to hear about that. Because mm-hmm. um, that was surely a push off. Um, and, and also, I want to give a shout out to John Starks um, because John Starks really wasn't half as good as a lot of the niggas that he played against in that era. Now John Starks could hoop, but he just, it, it was more like a like a Demar Derozan versus you know Harden and Stephen them type of thing. I don't even know if he was Demar Derozan. If you want to keep it a fouls, 
Ah, uh, he was DeMar DeRozan, nigga. Uh, Don't play that nigga. Uh, he was uh, he was Tyreek Evans. Oh, we, oh shit, stop! Exhausted. Free Tyreek. Uh, hope, hope you're getting better, my. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait! What, what, what happened to Tyreek Evans? He's um, he got the the two year ban. Oh yeah, it was two years. Yeah. Damn! Did they ever find out what it was? Was was it the uh, the gunplay? Is it the cocaine? OJ Mayo vacation. Um, I don't um. The gunplay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the what the what the reason was, but I assume it's some sort of narcotic that he uh. Oh man. Uh, hey, well, shit, niggas love narcotics. Shout to Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Feel somewhere in the I mountains. Feel the other day, he's peyote uh, right now. My nigga, feel, feel wherever the fuck you at, nigga. I hope you hearing this shit. Oh man, that's, um, we got one of these days. We're gonna have a fill episode. Got to, got to, nigga. We we we'll lose the pot. Yeah, we we'll lose custody of the pot. Oh that nigga. man, they gonna come arrest me. I'm gonna get evicted <laughs> and arrested. But um, yeah, no, nah, um, John Starks, man, wasn't you know. At nearly as talented as a lot of dudes that he played against in that era, Dominique. I mean, niggas forget how good, how really fucking good Dominique was, mm-hmm. just because he played the same position in the same conference as Jordan. But um, that nigga had a lot of heart, bro. He ain't backed down from nobody. Yeah, um, nigga, do, do, do you know anything like about his story? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that, that makes sense. But um, quick another quick aside. Have you seen? Uh, mm-hmm. Did you take a peek at all at ESPN's uh, top seventy-four players? Oh no! Uh, seventy-four players for the seventy-four years of the NBA. That's random. Seventy-four. I don't niggas. <laughs> niggas is very bored at this time. We. <laughs> <laughs> when did that shit come out? Um, the thing been dropping in the last few days. I want to say maybe the final one came out yesterday, day before, a couple days ago. Okay. Any anything uh um, wild? I would say so. Um, <laughs> they had. Let me pull it up real quick. Uh, got it right here. Um, I'll just go through like the they had Mike one, LeBron two, Kareem three. Mm-hmm. I'll finish top five. Why not? Bill Russell four, Matt Johnson mm-hmm. five, Wilt okay. Larry Legend seven, Timmy eight, Kobe nine, Shaq ten. Timmy eight. Mm. Tip man, I I have like a, a personal top. Like a personal list, and then I have like an unbiased. Yeah, an objective one. Yeah. And Timmy. Oh no, Timmy. Timmy up there. I don't know if he top ten. That's and I and I, I was a big Tim Duncan fan. But I don't know. I'm not sure. Absolutely top ten. I don't know, man. Um, but one of the controversial things on here was one they didn't have my nigga Melo, which is just absurd. Top seventy four. Seventy four. Mm, I would I would have had Melo in the sixties, the sixty to seventy four range. Yes, but um, perhaps the biggest one that I saw that stuck with me was number forty-two was Russell Westbrook. What? And number, well, what do you think about that? Is that high or low? High. High. Uh, now I'm confused. Do you think he should be higher? He should he lower. He should be lower. He should be lower. There are more than forty players better than him. Yes. Because because my thing is like. I feel like you can only invalidate like going back so far in the league. You feel me? So like a, a lot of niggas from the fifties and sixties, all them Bob Cousy's and Bill Sharman's, get them niggas the fuck out of here. I would sauce them niggas up, and I can't hoop at all. Now, but once you start hitting like the seventies and the eighties, I feel like those people have games more that translate. 
So when you look at like that original top 50 players list, there's still a good chunk of them niggas that would have to be on this list. And there's still niggas like, do you put Oscar Robertson ahead of Russell Westbrook? Yeah, Oscar's top 20. You, you know, do you put um, shit? Um, i trying to think. Guards from the 80s. Niggas like Clyde Drexler. Are niggas like that ahead of, ahead of Russell Westbrook? See, see, I think he, I think he is. Russ is Russ is that nigga dog. Clyde was cool on him. Listen, Clyde was all cool. Bro, he was the second best guard in the league behind Jordan for a long time. Russ out here winning MVPs. Man, man, listen, and- Russ, Russ was for a while after nigga after Brian left Cleveland and broke my heart. Russ Westbrook and Kevin Durant, my favorite players. Period. So. I have banged with that nigga, and I still bang with him now, but I'm still, when I look at greatest players, I have to, it, it, that, that high on the list at least, when we talking about like around top 45, it's not just talent, it's not just accolades, it's not just achievements, that's a good part of it, how the fuck did they affect the game? I'm sorry, man, all that triple doubling that Russ do don't do shit, it does nothing. That- it means nothing for a That's team. Not true at all. That's no, true I'm, so, I'm sorry. We don't have to get into this. I, now. I, I, listen, I love Russ, nigga. It, well, That's my nigga. You're completely wrong on this one. But we don't. Man, now, nah, bro. But um, yeah. So Russ is. Uh, well, you'll love this one then, since old niggas are fucking uh, your boys. Russ was <laughs> who Bob Cousy's 41. Oh, all right, see now. Okay, who man? Who put this list together? Yeah. Uh, sh- uh, uh, was it Shook's boy? <laughs> um, <laughs> Windhorst, he put this shit together. No, this was a I think a panel of experts. A panel of experts was Tom Haberstroh on that list on that amongst them. He knows the shit. Oh man, I listen, man, Bob, fucking, oh man, listen, there, listen, there are not too many niggas on planet Earth we hate more than Bob Cousy. Yeah, and he's dead. So. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Hondo's on this list uh, before you killed him. Um, <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm sorry. I've, I've really, uh-huh. I, I apologize. Yeah, we'll, we'll want, um maybe one day we'll either go through this like more in depth or kind of throw together a list of our own. But um, that that Russell Westbrook take is, is crazy. But um, yeah. So so no, man. Listen, Russ Russ is probably one of the. 15 most talented players in NBA history. But we said greatest. There's a difference. There's a difference. Yeah, but that's all I'm saying. What is uh so that 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 wraps up uh the last dance and kind of the little 74 and 74 we'll touch. I really want to touch on that later. But um what's uh what, All right, man. Listen, all I'm saying is just because that nigga is hopping in the lane and unnecessarily stealing nigga, rebounds from his big man. Mr. He dances. Listen, I I, I, look, I look, never look. seen Clyde Drexler hit them folks, and that's all. That's all, mama. <laughs> that's all, mamas. But all right, so we are gonna move on real quick. Um, let's talk about it because I have uh, not, unfortunately, I have not uh, done my due diligence as a as a as a toxic male, and um, I have not listened to the future yet. Um, so I'm gonna need you to give me a little synopsis, a little rundown because. Uh, for our loyal listeners of the pod, we've had a number of future-based topics um, on this here pod in the past, and I have not always been um, the biggest fan of Future's newest, newer projects. Um, so I'm very interested to hear your take 
on um, Life is Lori Harvey. Is that what it's called? Don't don't be like that. What is that? Is that is that what it's called? Life is Lori. Right, we'll we'll see if you uh, get this invite to uh, Dirty Sprite a thought. Dirty Sprite a loser. It ain't gonna be it ain't gonna be no losers no more. No, that's a wrap. But um, yeah. yeah. So high off life dropped uh last night. Um, this is coming off of um his last project. Save me. me. Uh, Save me. Time. Yeah, summertime, twenty nineteen. Um, save me grew on me really and it ended up enjoying it fire from, from jump but yes um, future is, is another one of the artists um, similar to Meek we discussed earlier that I there's not really any wrong that uh, they can do to me or, or I'm not necessarily going to go out of my way to say something bad about them even if the, the, the project is bad but off of uh, listen to it about three or four times I like it it's kind okay. of a Return um, from kind of save me, save me, save me. Had some kind of the older, older elements of future and like government official in St. Lucia, um, mm-hmm. but it kind of experimented too with a little bit of sound change. Um, mm-hmm. This one's more of a more, more of a return to kind of the ethereal future sound. Um, <laughs> ethereal. <laughs> I, the, the production, I love the production on this on this on this record. Of course, um, got a lot. I was looking to a lot, a lot of DY, um, a lot of World of Fool, ATL Jacob, um, all great future collaborators. Big, a- big ATL Jacob, man. So, um, it's pretty good. It's a uh, twenty-one songs. The last one, two, three, four, five were singles that have been released. Um, anywhere from, I think a hundred shoes came out like summertime. So anywhere from summertime yeah. till recently. So we had sixteen new songs. Um, and I like it. Um, we don't have a lot of features. We only have Travis, uh, Young Boy, and Thug, Thug and Uzi on it. Uzi on the newer songs. Um, but okay. So, so where do you um, in 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 terms of futures tiers, um, so is it is it is it top tier? You know, uh, Holy Trinity, DS2, Streets Calling. Is it like mid tier? Like you know, astronaut status, um. You know, uh, uh, Pluto, things of that nature, or is it like bottom, like um, I don't know, honest, and that one that we didn't, uh, that one mixtape that was on the complex list that we had never heard of, a uh, thousand or no mercy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I also have to. I went back and I've been listening to Honest recently. I, I might have to change my opinion on that, but. As off a couple of listens, like I said, I like to kind of sit with projects for a while. I gave a little bit mm-hmm. of the card test earlier. This is like between between middle and and, and good future. Okay, um, okay. It's um him. It's uh you would think there was a lot of uh based on his uh social media how we've seen him last uh few months. You think it'd be some lovey dovey future? It's not really lovey dovey future. He's uh back on his shit. Um, song titles such as uh posted with my demons. Uh, mm-hmm. too comfortable accepting my flaws that that's mm-hmm. the one for me accepting my flaws uh but it was it uh uh glory is glory that, uh no, I, don't, I don't remember that specific lyric i don't know why you keep uh, those glory glory is glory let me lick her feet and pay for her friends what was it uh you're you're making stuff up right now. no uh, uh, okay yeah. I, I the funny part is i'm not that far off that's the logic so. album you were listening to but um <laughs> Yeah, there's some. I was gonna say some. 
Uh, there is one one thing I don't like. Uh, one of the songs is called Riding Strikers. That, that might be my favorite song off here. But I mm. keep looking at it and I see Striking Vipers. And, and <laughs> <laughs> Black Mirror, where you at? We need you more than ever oh, man. right now. Striking Vipers. Every um, time I every time I look at that song title, it, I, I can't think of Striking Vipers and I am I get fucked up. Um, behind uh, Captain America. Oh God, man's. Oh man, that's shit. Listen, man, them niggas really mailed it in uh, that last season of uh, Black Mirror. Um, it was it, it was not the best. I didn't even finish. Um, I didn't even watch the Miley Cyrus episodes. No, that was awful. Um, so yeah, it's a yeah. For the first couple of listens, I do like it. Um, yeah, a couple of song, couple of songs are kind of st- scarce, it's kind of separating themselves. Um, mm-hmm. future projects like I, the last big one was the Wizard. I like the Wizard all the first couple of listens, but when I sat with it more, I loved it even even more. And I see this kind of not not a, not a huge fan of the Wizard. There's a few songs off there, but that that's when I was starting to get future fatigue. But we just a little bit. I think. After that, yeah. but that that project is insanity. But um, yeah. So this one, this one's gonna be one of the ones that you might not like off the first listen or two. Mm-hmm. But once you sit with the songs and and kind of vibe with them for a while, they'll definitely grow on you. So mm-hmm. now, I, off, I would have to say right now, it's it's kind of some mid, mid. It's a it's a C plus B minus right now, but I can see mm-hmm. getting a, a grow into an A minus. And you know what? And that's and that's solid because you know right now all the Hellcats and Baby Mamas Ultimas are in formation. Oh yeah, right now. If, um, I wish I wish we were outside at this time because some of these shits would uh would ring off. Absolutely, and you know what, man? Um, you know we'll we'll get back to the um, God. What the the Loud Festival? The the Firefly Festival. I wish I could. Could even make it a gag. I, I I have no idea. And and I would like a redo because I would actually like to remember the night. Um <laughs> so um so that is uh King Fuge. Um definitely get that shit a listen sometime soon. Also, a couple other projects um you know that have dropped recently. Um, you know, that we gotta shout out. Gotta shout out um of course Dark Lane demo tape. Um Drake back with another one. It seems like it's so funny because Drake gets more and more like he gets further removed from the amount of effort and the level of polish that the songs that he puts on projects have. He went from making these amazing studio masterpieces to, okay, I'm going to give y'all niggas a, a, a glorified purchasable mixtape to, eh, I'm going to give you a random collection of songs, to, eh, I'm going to give you a playlist, to, eh, I'm going to give you a bunch of Lucy's, to, oh, I'm going to give you demos. And it's all solid, though. Yeah, I was going to say, these, uh, <laughs> despite the fact that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, about seven of these songs had already been out um, that I had um, or had seen getting played on 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 a uh, on Instagram or whatever. He kind of mm-hmm. a little bit for us. And anytime Drake want to bless us with music, I'm more than happy to oblige him. Um, yes, it was a absolutely. Solid offering from him that uh that was well needed at the time, um, and kind of sh- uh, held held me down personally uh, till uh, till future drop. 
So uh, absolutely. Um, we'll see what he uh, what he drops this summer when the album comes. Oh yeah, he because um, I I think we need um. Here's the thing. The thing is, Scorpion again. Scorpion is one of those projects that we talked about ad nauseum uh, a couple summers back on the pot. It's something that in a vacuum, um, it's it, it it's a it's another strong 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 Drake project and is better than ninety nine percent of rappers' best projects. But it for Drake, it's not. It's it's somewhere at the bottom, um, and that's at this point when at, in his career when you are chasing your own success. Um, it's hard to, you know, continuously make shit that jumps up to the, you know, the, the higher levels of your, your, you know, the higher echelons of your catalog. It's just, it's something difficult because he don't have no competition no more. He is his own competition. Yeah, when you so have that bar so high for yourself, you're the, like you said, you're the only one you're really competing with. So it's tough for him to kind of mm-hmm. match that on a project to project basis. Um, um got, shout out to uh who else? Went went did the shit in a minute, right? Uh, blame it on baby. Yeah, I, uh, I haven't I haven't gone back to that. Uh, I've listened to it three times. Um, there are there's a good four songs on there that I that I rock with, but we didn't need new baby this quickly. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. So. Yep. Um, on a person. Kiss five, nigga. Pardon me. K camp. I I didn't I didn't run that yet. Man, nigga, the fuck you been at? I, 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 you call you call yourself a K Camp fan, nigga. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You was you was you was in the trenches when I was playing Money Baby. I'm a Michael Montana fan, nigga. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. Now K Camp was just there. You feel me? Oh man, I man, I would have loved to hear a Michael Montana inside a baby song. I'm, I'm waiting on Michael uh, on his new Drake album. He knows what's going on. Um, a lot of shit dropped. That I enjoy personally. Shout out to Nav. Nav, um, boo. Nav makes uh he gets he gets boo. out of some out of some songs. He's got the best future best future verse. Uh, Garbage. Wow, I'll send it to you personally. Um, you yeah. know, on the who else dropped rap wise? Little baby drop. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, uh hell of a project for baby. And then drop double back with some deluxe tracks that I. I mm-hmm. Um, Dirk just dropped. Shout out to Dirk. So Dirkio, uh, oh shit! I don't even think we've we ain't been on here since the new Toronto Three drop, uh, from King Quarantine. Quarantine radio guy with the the new the uh, dreads, the Austin dreads. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, po- point blank, um, whenever outside opens back up, uh, which it's pretty much open back up prematurely <laughs> tomorrow. Um, <laughs> um, when niggas really get to kicking it again, Broken a Minute will be one of the biggest songs. Anywhere, in any function. Yeah, that bitch is a slapper. Root. It's gonna go. Nah, it's, it's one of them ones. Um, yeah. More so, this is kind of where I'm about to get my bag real quick. Um, my two. Well, shout out to shout out the weekend party dropping. I don't think we talked mm-hmm. about them before. Uh, two solid albums. We, we we briefly mentioned weekend. Um, real quick, as you know, uh, Abel is one of the uh, patron saints of this podcast, mm-hmm. and this is one of his. Uh, this is one of his better projects. This is um real quick after hours is it is a perfect blend of like um kind of like depressed suicidal old school weekend and kind of the new glitzy glossy polished eighties pop sensation weekend. And I found that he blended those two styles perfectly um and finally is like reached like his ultimate form in terms of an artist. So 
Uh, shout out to him. One of the biggest in the of world. Of course, one of the one of the greatest at what he does, and he's he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a young yeah. legend, and will only continue to kind of grow forward in this game. Mm. But um, real quick, I'm gonna give a shout out to uh, Brent Fiaz. I don't know if we talked about him when he dropped. We did. Uh, we, we talked. We mentioned it, but we didn't really talk about it. Right. Well, Brent Brent is probably my second favorite R&B nigga in the game. I love, love Brent Fires. Love Brent Fires. Yeah, he's got one of the songs that uh, I'm going to be, that's going to be my uh, Apple Music 2020 most played song of the year already. Um, Which one? Been Away. Oh, yeah, of course. Been Away, like, five times. I'm trying to get my people straight, nigga. Oh, man, I listen to that at least five times a day. But I was going to say, I haven't revisited The weekend a whole lot. Because of my personal favorite R&B project and possibly project of the year, Rod Wave. No, not Rod Wave. Okay, it's Division. Mm. Division album is insane, insane. I'm gonna keep it a whole band with you. I have never really listened to Division, and it's not one of them things where it's like, oh no, I don't fuck, I don't fuck with Division. I just literally have just never sat down and listened to a project. You need to do that because I think uh, how did I get put on? I want to say maybe I was listening. Pandora maybe a couple years ago and one of their songs came on. I was like, let me check up. Oh, you was, you was listening to uh, OB O'Brien radio? Yep. I was listening to Future to Prince. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got put on, but um, I got hit to them their last album, um, which was pretty good. And then this one right here was incredible. I love every, I, every song on there. Um, they, uh, Division is a group that you really never see anybody slander. Um, like they are kind of, uh, kind of, universally beloved again by the people who do listen to them they are universally beloved you never see anyone um ever you know say anything negative about them um you mentioned them earlier you know in that ovo uh umbrella party just don't do it for me um and i say this with all due respect to party and his ability as a songwriter because he is one of the best songwriters out right now um but i just feel like as an artist he drops these short projects and you take two songs off of there that really kind of vibe with you and then the rest are just complete throwaways like he just i i don't know if he gives away too many and he says something he alluded to giving away his best songs to other artists for a payday so i get it but like Man, he just don't have a lot of crazy memorable music. And if he if he was done today, like if he had to walk away from the game right now, I really don't think Party would be remembered super fondly by a lot of people in terms of like upper even middle echelon R&B artists. Yeah, he uh, came out strong, very strong. Um he did. He did come out very he, strong. He was I don't think he's been able to kind of Sustain or even kind of match that uh, energy. Nah, 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 nah. Ever, ever since that fucking Kalani foolishness. Oh, shout out to her. Her album very good too. Um, it was good until it wasn't. Um, I have again Kalani was just never one of those was one of those people who I never had anything against, but I had just never really sat down and listened to her. Okay. Um, but this is this is a this is a very strong effort. From her, she's a uh, an, another just one of those super talented young uh, women R and B artists mm-hmm. that are kind of guiding us through the, the game right now. Also, shout out to my baby JoJo dropping. Um, JoJo Bike, yes sir. 
Um, I actually like her project a lot too. But um, I'm definitely gonna continue to harp on this division project. Please go. If you, okay. If you have listened to it, check out. it out. Um, 1985's makes tremendous beats, and Daniel, I think Daniel Daly's name just sings a shout out some songs. They got some great features. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it a lot. It's, it's honestly probably my favorite project so far, 2020. Um, and that's saying a lot because a lot of good shit has dropped. This is um, true. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give another quick shout out because I we mentioned it on a previous pod, but again, it was in a, a group of five or six projects that we literally just said but didn't really touch on. Um, Don Tolliver, Heaven or Hell. Yeah. Um, see, that's the bullshit we get to. Uh, like you said earlier, when we uh, all the music dropping and everything just adds on top of it. Yeah. I keep forgetting down and there. I keep I keep forgetting to scroll down and keep fucking with. <laughs> right, because uh, uh, you know a, a lot of strong projects get buried and get missed. Uh, w- you know, before we started recording, Wes and I were talking about. You know, we are uh, <laughs> we're not anti-streamers, we're not anti-vaxxers, but it when it's it comes to consuming music, music <laughs> we talked about it probably as much as we talked about anything else on this pod, and that is just almost too much accessibility um, and not being able to really consume and digest music when it comes to streaming but another like very small thing that you probably don't even really think about if you are somebody who uses apple music um and if you have an iphone you probably use apple music um nigga when you i'm i I just threw out a very random nigga uh (laughs) when you when you use um you know when you add stuff to your library especially since itunes iTunes is still there for you to be able to organize music, but it doesn't like there's no more. It's not supported anymore by Apple. Um, when you are adding like albums and especially when you add off streaming services, you add songs and the songs appear as albums do in your recently added tab. Once projects move out of their, that recently added tab, I really never listen to them again. Like once they fall out of the top 50 in your library, that's it's it. Yeah, exactly. Because like they don't exist because again, for somebody like me or somebody like Wes, who has been, you know, building our iTunes library since fucking middle school, like, and you got so many songs in there. Once something falls into the vast, you know, the fucking Mariana Trench that is your iTunes library, it's not easy to find. Tremendous reference, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So it's just like it's tough, and there have been so many projects, particularly late 2019, early 2020, that have fallen into that for me. Um, because I've recently gotten back into making a lot of playlists, and when you add playlists on Apple Music, each individual song gets added to your library. So you can make a playlist of 25 songs, and those 25 new songs are going to push 25 albums out of your recently added. So instead of having, you know, just Drake at the top of my shit or having just uh, the baby or having just uh, future, I got 42 Doug, not a rapper. I got Trippy Red, <laughs> Mac 10. I got Polo G and Stunner for Vegas, Go Stupid. And those are just all singles. And yeah. that's what the fuck's taking up my library right now. You stay now. on the top of shit. That Go Stupid's crazy. <laughs> shout out to TikTok. Um, that's all. It's fire. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't hear a lot about Polo G. I haven't really listened to him, but I, I've heard good things. He dropped too. Um, I think I think he's one of those one of these other little nigglets is claiming King of New York. Uh, the King of New York is uh, 
It's a nigga named Fabio Foreign. That's the New York goddamn it. Shout out Fabio. Man, that, that, that's another one who I, I ain't never, I just ain't never really listened to him. Listen, uh, it's definitely, uh, you, 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 he makes good outside music. Like when you're outside. So like, let's give, he dropped a little EP or something recently. Um, I like it a lot. Just spin it, spin it in the car and you'll uh, get the full track vibe. We'll do. Um, but again, um, the, yeah, so, uh, the music's been out. Um, did, I, I feel like it, it was one other decently big one that I wanted to talk about, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Just to wrap it up. Um, again, heaven and hell, as you know, we are very large Don Tolliver fans around here. Um, anybody who fucks with the Cactus Jack brand at all, or, um, you know, kind of fucks with that, that kind of new kind of melodic rapping, um, that basically everybody does now. Um, Don Tolliver is near the top of the, the game in that regard. Um, and he is going to be, I'm gonna say right now, he's going to be a pretty big star. Um, he has a, a, a enough of a unique sound and voice, um, and kind of unique song structure as well, the way he puts his songs together. That's going to stand out from a lot of these dudes in the new class. And of course you got Travis Scott, one of the biggest stars in the game behind you. Um, he is primed for a strong, uh, Lloyd Banks run. No. So yeah, I used them, uh. I used them on the intro last week's or last week's mm. last uh, the last episode from uh, 2018 that we put yes. out. <laughs> but um, I'm gonna keep it a whole buck with you. Um, all I've eaten today is a Cleveland uh, hood gas station corned beef sandwich. So um, um, nah, man, that shit hit different. Um, I've seen you eat some disgusting shit. So uh, let's not start. The only thing you've seen is a chicken box from Acme. And that shit came with an extra side of grease yeah. and a forty. Yeah, you uh, you pour you pat the chicken down like a like a like a like a Beyonce, like a Beyonce told you to, and, uh, and get right to it. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, hold the flies. <laughs> uh, your, your elders ate that. And you, if you're too good to, to eat what your elders ate, then I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, so um, I guess so, yeah, we're about to get out of here, but I'm uh. So next, uh, L's of the week, yeah, my guy. L's of the week. I said I'm gonna get back to some bench, some stuff you can binge in the meantime. Um, mm-hmm. well, well, I'll bust it out next week or whenever we're slow. Um, my L's of the week right now. I was hoodwinked. Um, and I almost gave the L of the week to Coming to America too. Uh, when the fake poster dropped, did you see the? Uh, no, I didn't even see that poster. Shit. It was like Tiffany Haddish was on there, Leslie Jones was on there. Um. No, hell no. Yeah. You, you, you can keep Tiffany Haddish anything. I'm sorry. Say, yeah. <laughs> I seen, I seen, I seen the, she was trending for a little while. Yeah. Because uh, people, people were saying, why do they hate on her so much? And I, I think we've talked about it here. Yeah. Um, I am all for Tiffany. I'm all for Tiffany Haddish's success. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, we, we, we want to see her win. Absolutely. We want to see her get all the roles and make all the fucking money. But she's just not that funny. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I'm down to. But it is what it is. That's not my old week because, uh, Apparently it was no. a fake poster. My old week mm-hmm. goes to former Washington Redskin and current Seattle oh Seahawks and as well as current New York Giants, Quinn Dunbar and DeAndre Baker. Oh, these niggas. 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 First L. Well, if you haven't heard the story, um, there have been warrants uh, put out for their arrest for, I believe, four counts of armed robbery. And I think Baker got four counts of aggravated assault. Um, stemming from an incident where they were at a party and they um, were playing some sort of uh, card game, I believe, and 
something got niggas got to arguing as what's as known to happen when cards come out, and he had to pick up yes. a weapon um, and began to rob the tenants of the party. Um, Quinn Dunbar uh, began helping him acquire the uh, money and watches that they took. Um, then he took some like uh, I think like fifteen ish thousand dollars in cash, as well as a, I want to say it was a Hublot, uh, Hublot, Rolly. Yep. A autumn hit the rolly so with the rolly on. Yeah, and and um, so yeah, these niggas um was worn out for their arrest. I just saw uh Dunbar's lawyer t- uh said something back there. Was, uh, he he uh submitted some affidavits from witnesses that said Dunbar had nothing to do with it. Then I saw something that Baker's uh attorney submitted similar documents that said he had nothing to do with it. Um, so it's gonna be interesting to see what comes from it. Um. But the biggest element is uh, them catching charges and just um, having going to parties. They get, we're quarantining. Uh, yes. So they're they're going to the party, getting coronavirus, and then you're gonna go to jail, most likely. On top uh, of it, lose all your money, probably go to jail. Yeah. Um, it's all bad. But um, they, for these wild uh, quarantine ills they're taking, they're not taking as big a ills as uh, these fuck nigga uh, MAGA right-wing Republicans that have been outside in the trenches protesting their ability to die. Bro, I saw you on live and you was out there. <laughs> outside, <laughs> it, it, up in the, uh, in a subway with, Ooh, with the chopperino. Right there at Progressive Field. <laughs> <laughs> with, the, with the blicky, blicky with the sticky. And, uh, Man, I mean, I think we have known, I mean, anybody with a lick of sense, and you ain't got to be black to have it, Anybody with a lick of sense understands like how at this point it's just, it's just stupid how stupid these these right right wing Republicans are. We've talked about it like these far rights. Um we've talked about how you know Trump is the finesse god has found a way to the group that he probably hates the most in this country are his biggest supporters. Yeah. Trump don't give a fuck about them. Hell no, nah. and these you know these pro- these stay at home orders have literally been getting protested from the second that they started, and it's nobody and and this is the danger of you know a a, a damn near dictator um, who operates with immunity and spews propaganda. It makes people believe legitimately that nothing from the media is true. Now, is everything from the media true? Hell no, but. Um, it makes them believe that nothing is true. It makes them believe that the coronavirus is a hoax. It makes them believe that um, they know more than the doctors and the scientists that are running their states. Um, and it makes them believe that they should actually be out here protesting that things should open up right away. And it's one thing, you know, to, pro- to protest your ability to go back to work. I'm... Still, it's still fucking stupid considering what we are facing here in terms of the coronavirus. It's still dumb as fuck. However, it at least it's 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 rooted in something. It's right. it's rooted in your ability to make a living. Mm-hmm. There are people protesting so that the fucking fertilizer store can open back up. There are people. There was a protest in Rancho Cucamonga. Shout out to Day Day. Um. <laughs> um that was protesting that not the things open up so they can go in stores, that things can open up so that service workers can serve them. 
so that their country clubs can open back up. Yeah, I didn't. So that, that it, oh yeah, so that their country clubs can open back up, so that other people can go put their lives on the line to be able to provide them with the luxuries that they feel that they need. I saw and, the one that was one protest um about people who were clamoring for gyms to open back up, and yeah. then then proceeded to do push ups and sit ups um on the steps of I'm not I'm not sure what building um they were protesting in front of, mm. but they were simply proving the point that you can't exercise without a gym. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just man, I, you know it. I I hate the time that we live in, you know, because this virus, this pandemic, man, pandemics happen, you know, basically every century they happen. Um, but like everything is all politics. Everything is politicized. Even lives are politicized. And people, this is this is the least amount of common sense I've ever seen any people use in my 28 years of living. I've never seen less common sense than I've seen right now. Ever. Niggas are stubborn and, and stupid. It's stubborn and stupid, and it's so disheartening because there are good people um, that are losing their lives because because of the ignorance of uh, a vocal minority. There was a black lady in London. I think she worked for the train. Um, I don't know if you heard about that, but some some dude. Um, she had, I think she had some pre-existing conditions. Um, some dude came and fucking spat on her. Uh, yeah, some white guy. Way, yeah. yeah. Some white guy who had the Rona spat on her and said, I, I got the Rona and she died like two days later. Yeah. It's, it's, that's, that's one of the biggest things. Well, not particularly that scenario, but it's the fact yeah. that you're, you're clamoring, people are clamoring for shit to open up and, and to kind of get back to normal. But with plans of, okay, Hey, if I get it, I'll be fine. I'm, I'm relatively healthy. It, this has been bigger than you because this disease, it, since it can spread so easily, affects everybody. So you may get it and be fine, but when you touch the doorknob at your apartment building, when you uh-huh. your family, that shit spreads and can spread to people who aren't necessarily as uh, prepared or as, as immune to it as you are, and it shit keeps uh-huh. growing and spreading, and those people who aren't as immune to it as you are are probably going to die or at least have some serious complications, all because you yeah. did something here, and it, the butterfly effect of this shit is incredible. It 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 truly is, man. And um, you know, I I it it it's it's so tough because you know we talked about earlier with Ohio opening back up. You know, all of our governors are saying that oh, we need to exercise caution, and you know, it's it's on us as people now that there are actually no restrictions in place. If you don't restrict niggas, niggas will wild the fuck out. Yeah, I, niggas have, have been wilding the fuck out with restrictions. So, the, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's so, crazy. But, uh, imagine having faith in people. <laughs> wild. Um, yeah, you know, it, 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 and it's just, it's, um, it, 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 it just makes what's already such a, a difficult, you know, silent killer so much more difficult. And, um, you know, things are opening back up. And I, I think the, the most ironic thing of this whole situation, white people have been bullying the fuck out of cops lately. What the fuck happened to all that Blue Lives Matter shit? It's only Blue Lives when it, when it, when it, when it, uh, when Negroes are involved. You know that. When it involves uh, the killing of black uh, lives. Uh, 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 R.I.P. Armand Aubrey. Um, R.I.P. Uh, Chong. And. As well. 
Yes. And the thing is, you know, all that protection for cops, all that all lives matter, all that, oh, they shouldn't have did this, shouldn't have done that. Man, they out here duffing cops because cops trying to make them wear fucking uh, masks outside the grocery See, store. They fighting niggas. You know what I'm saying? You, they, 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 they spitting on them. They disrespecting them to their face. And it just goes to show you, man, it, it you know, all that shit. And again, we always knew it was bullshit, but now they putting, the, you know, the bullshit on wax. Don't nobody, they don't give no fucks about no goddamn cops. Hmm. They, but, all they let can, you let, let the next uh, police shoot and turn around and you'll see they right back on the cop side. Mm-hmm. It's not a cop thing. It's a, it's a skin color thing. It's a skin color thing. And unfortunately, that's where we at. But just because that is where we are doesn't mean that you can't put yourself in position um, to become your best self. We have talked about it quite a lot. Um, we talked about it on our other quarantine pod. Um, you, we all have opportunities to come out of this this pandemic as our best selves. Um, and, you know, first and foremost, to to live smartly, you know, in a way that protects ourselves and, and hopefully protects our loved ones in, in the best way possible. But most importantly, uh, or not most importantly, but um, additionally, um, that, you know, the, right now it ain't, you ain't got nothing but time to work on yourself. You know, that project that you wanted to get around to, you know, here's your opportunity, um, you know, looking for that new job, um, you know, even though a lot, a lot of people aren't hiring, there are still people that are hiring. There are still companies uh, that work from home that are hiring. And, um, you know, you, why not shoot your shot? Here's your time. Um, you know, if you have a, if you have a it, podcast that you, uh, only record so frequently, get on that. As well. <laughs> uh, you, you know, yeah, get, get, getting your podcast back, extend the reach, you know, turn everything into something, you know, that hobby that maybe you wanted to turn into, uh, you know, an additional stream of income, work on that shit. This is that time. And just because these, these bans and these restrictions are being lifted and things are opening back up does not mean you got to be one of the first people to run back out. Still sit your ass at home. Sit your ass at home till June. Sit your ass at home till July. Uh, meet us at XO in August. But, <laughs> but uh, work on yourself, um, you know, and, uh, and you know, it's, it's, it's something that has been striking me, you know, and, and I've, I've had, you know, a number of realizations, um, you know, personally uh, about you know uh, uh, things that I can do additionally for myself and additional progress and growth that I can make in my life that I've kind of you know maybe been lagging on um I've had a lot of realizations about that in the last couple of days and you know but it's 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 time for everything and everybody to kick into high gear um you know it's it's even when you know this pandemic dies down it's going to be a much different world we live in uh finances you know the way governments work um, you know, all these different, you know, as uh, um, you know, how we interact with people, um, how we gather with people, um, social events, all these things are going to probably be changed for forever. Um, and with all that being said, you know, with all the the difficulties that we are facing, you have to be the best possible version of you. So, you know, listen, the future is fun. I hate uh the the henny is fun you know the the battles are fun you know the last dance is fun all that shit is great but we got a responsibility to do everything that we can for ourselves and you know as we always say for our people 
And as we log off of this episode of Beware the Ills, again, um, Uptown Ace Boogie, Ain't That Wes on the other side. Follow us on the socials at Uptown Ace Boogie, at Ain't That Wes, at Beware the Ills. Um, find us wherever you enjoy your podcast, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music, all that good shit. Um, as we sound out, uh, as we sign out, understand that um, we all have the ability um, to use our gifts to benefit and further the needs of our people or society as a whole. And we have that ability and we have that responsibility. So um, for everyone who is struggling right now financially, if you got a couple of dollars in your pocket, give. Give to a local organization. Um, you know, give to something that supports kids. Give to something that supports the homeless. Uh, give to someone that's something that um, supports uh, victims of domestic violence that don't have anywhere to go because of, you know, the restrictions that are in place mm -hmm. and can't get away. Yep. Um, you know, better yourself, better your community, um, better your environment. And hopefully, you know, we can make a little different. Despite all the ignorance, we can make a little difference in the world. And that's all I got. Um, I said, I was well stated. Everybody out there, stay safe. And I will catch you on the flip, mm -hmm. you dick. For sure. Uh, big things coming from Beware the Ills. Um, so, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Boys ain't going nowhere.